0: Hello everyone and welcome to Fiverr Midfield. Our little section that we do on two up top. You've got myself, Gav Mack, then you've got Alex Osborne, then you've got Stephen Buck. How are you, gents?
1: Very well, thank you very much. How are
0: you? I'm good. I'm good. I think uh, Buck has muted himself. Uh, so I'm <laughs> trying to unmute him. I'm hoping that he's hey, again! I'm back he
1: again. Well,
2: well, 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 welcome to the you can't show, silence Buck. Silence me that long, my friend. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. Welcome to the show, Buck. Um,
0: right then. So the top fives for today. We've decided it's, it's sort of a little bit different today, so it's going to be the best Champions League teams that have won the Champions League. So not the best final, just the team itself. Um, so um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it kicking off. But before I do that, you can put to up top into Google, and our name comes up first which is pretty cool. Um, Discovered that not too long ago. And also, uh, you can follow us on all social media at at 2 Football on all social media and you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, which you'll be able to see dotting along the bottom of the screen right now. Right then. um, Yeah, I'm going to go first because that's what I like to do. And um, number five on my list is the Man United 1968 team. Because this team... This team literally was depleted less than ten years before that with the with the Munich air strike, uh, the air disaster, which you know is a is, is, is a monumental moment in in football history, and the fact that they were able to benefit later on in the year, like later on, like in the in the next decade, from having such a strong squad, they were able to rebuild, and this team had. Nobby Styles in it, had Brian Kidd. It had one of the greatest players of all time, George Best. So, you know, they they won against Benfica that year and they fully deserve it. Um, Number four is the Liverpool 1984 team. I'm just going to remove that banner there. So you can see he was in between sticks. That was Bruce Grobelar between the sticks. Now, Bruce Grobelar, this is before his match-fixing days. So he he was actually a really good squad. I could have picked any of that Liverpool any of those Liverpool squads, if I'm honest, uh, absolutely any of them, because they all were brilliant for different reasons, but this
2: one, had in Rush and I mean, is one of the... It's always been to Rush and to Dalglish in that, that's in that lineup, about. but actually... Have a look at what Graham Soonish used to do as a player. The man was a player. Oh, my God. Absolute that is, player. That's the animal
0: that you need between the stick, uh, between between the lines, like just going through, eating people. He's having would ship him the old goal every now and then as well, which is pretty cool.
2: Yeah, and technically, so, he wasn't that yeah. bad either. He was He was a no. very good football player. He really was. Yeah, people don't really talk about him the way that they
0: should. I think they just moan about him because of all his punditry on, on Sky Sports. But that's um, that's what I've gone with um, for number three. Number, number two, uh, sorry, number three, that was my number four. Number three is the Bayern Munich 1975 team. And the reason why I've gone with this one rather than the one from 74 or 76 is solely because of... A Leeds reference. We haven't had a Leeds reference for a long time. And um, they beat <laughs> Leeds United. In, <laughs> they, they beat Leeds United in the in the in the in the final 2-0. Now this team, you know, Schwarzenbeck. People will always bang on about Beckenbauer. But I think there's no not enough people put enough respect on Schwarzenbeck's name, his defensive centre center half partner. Both of them, just so good. Here's the guy that would go out there and chop people, whereas Beckenbauer was the, you know, like how back in the, I say back in the day, uh, so some kids would be back in the day, but when Man United had Terry, not Terry, Terry what am I on about? When Man United had Ferdinand and Vidic, and one ball playing, the other one chopping, that's exactly what those two were like. So brilliant, brilliant stuff. And then, of course, one of the best strikers in the history of ever, Muller and easily in my top five strikers of all time, Gerd Muller. Um, and they had only Hernes as well, so yeah, that's my number three. Number two, also in my top five strikers of all time, is uh, a player in that team, It's uh, is Frank Pushgas, and that is part of the Real Madrid 1960 team. And the reason why I chose this one, other than the other one of the other six of that time, is because they had Pushgas and Di-, St- Di Stefano both starting and they won 7 3. and... Puskás scored four. this Stefano scored three? So, you know, absolute animals. That's the
1: that's the famous game that everyone seems that everyone remembers the European Cup really starting, isn't it? That one, yeah, that seven three and that Real Madrid yeah. team.
0: Indeed, I think that's when people started taking it, like, yeah, paying a bit more attention to it because it'd been running since 1956. But I don't mm. think anyone really cared about it too much until then. But number one, this is the goat team. Ajax 1995. Yeah. This team is GOAT. Greatest of all time. And I'll fight anyone who says anything different. This team, the start starting 11, nine of them weren't just Dutch. They were Dutch internationals. And a lot of them would start for the Dutch national side. The only two that weren't part of it were Felindy George and Yari Lippmann. And everyone else, you know, started. So for me, GOAT. All day go, and that's me. Um, right, also Oosh. one of the most
2: loveliest kits of all time.
0: Yes, and that would that's also featured on a sh- on a previous show as well. So you might able to go back and have a look for the playlists of Fireman Midfield oh. and have a look at that one in particular, Grace Kits, because yes, it does feature as well as a shirt that I was wearing yesterday out and about in the streets. Um, right. Um num, who's gonna go next? Um, Bucky,
2: you're God. up, sir. Excellent. So now that I'm That's not new to myself, my number five, <laughs> my number five, I went for the Manchester United side, but not the 99 side that everyone talks good. about. Good, good. I went for the 07 08 side. Well done, because and that 99
0: side wasn't that starting lineup for that Champions League final was shocking. No, so yeah,
2: I understand why I oh, fully understand why you've done that. And again, you've got to look at that side. So this is a side which. Really, it was, it was pieced together over a little bit of time. It wasn't a sudden rush come in. You know, you've got a previous Champions League winner in Edwin van der Sar, who's already come up on the show as being part of that IX team. Mm. Yeah. That was a good side. Tevez, Rooney. The, it was just a side full of good quality players. Absolute and talent everywhere. Very, very different. If you, They came back, I think it was two seasons before, it might have been this season before, where they got beaten by Barcelona. And Barcelona in 06 has actually gone out and been unbeaten throughout the whole game. hardly considered a goal. Manchester United win did pretty much the same route that year when they went and won the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. And sir. still beat some very, very, very good players. Uh, very very yeah. good team, sorry. So,
0: number five. So, I've done my five. That's, that's your one as well. That's six solid teams, man. Six solid teams on the spin. Who's your number four?
2: So, for my number four, I actually went for the Liverpool side. And I'm you ruined it all the and I've ruined it, yeah. But I've ruined it for <laughs> like good reason. Ruined I've ruined it for good reason <laughs> right. We've
0: literally just made six amazing teams. <laughs> all right, and then you give
2: this one. Let's have a look at that again. Jimmy Troyore. So, Steve oh, Finnan. Right. So all right, let's let's leave the full back situation out of it. But let's go back to that starting lineup. Sami Kupia, brilliant defender massively underrated <laughs> for what he was. Okay, Sammy yeah, Kibrio was a good, area. good defender. You I had Steven Gerrard in there. Harry yeah. Kiel at the time was on fire. Yeah, he was sick. Yeah, I that. You know, and you had Milan Baros as well, who I think went on to win mm. the European Golden Goals somehow for whatever he did. I don't know how he did it, but he did. Dead so striker. Yeah. Anyone anyway, number five. Don't trust him. So, number four is that team. And the reason why I've come at it from that side is if I would not look at just the players, because obviously, man for man, that is not the best squad. <laughs> Dead. Uh, <laughs> they went up against the favourites for the tournament. They were 3-0 down at half half-time. halftime. But that team was rubbish. Ah, it's rubbish if you look at the individuals. If you look yeah. at what Collective achieved over that season, for what should have been inferior individuals, and they won the Champions League.
1: Some, the some, might, the some might argue they were fortunate to get to the final with that goal, with that goal against Chelsea in the semi final. Yeah, exactly, yeah. man. Liverpool absolutely jammed uh, it that year. Last year man. they deserved to win
0: it hundred percent, but that year of they jammed it.
2: You. And there's no, there's no comparison, man for man. Last year's team way better than '07's, but as a unit of what they achieved, when they should never have even got to the final, let alone one it's still worse.
1: No
2: it's two. a good team.
0: <laughs> Who's the number three?
2: My number three, I went for the Ajax side. Oh, you went there? But I'm not I, there. Did Goat, went there. I did went there. I did went there, and I went there for the for the prime reason. One, the kit is absolutely sick. Two, yeah. though that team is littered with absolute top 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 talent. You, you can't pick a single area on that team and go, that was the weak point. Didn't exist. One million percent it was a team, and when it they all those players got picked off. And went off to other sides elsewhere in the Champions League competitions later on, and then Ajax didn't really recover towards after that. It was just that nucleus of players was so good, just so so good. Even the I think they've conceded the lowest number of goals in Champions League history from start to finish, two goals. Yeah, quality. Total Tell football. me, who. just an absolute team. OG number two. Number two. So I've kept this within the kind of early 90s radius um, in number two. So I've gone for the AC Milan side of 93
0: 94. Second best team of all time. Just so
2: apart from of the the 90s, 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 of the 90s, of the 90s, of the, time, of the 90s. <laughs> apart from what they've achieved in the Champions League, this was a team that actually changed the way Syria are awarded points because yeah. they won Syria R with 35 goals across the entire season. Yeah, but They only shipped 15. Yeah. They were so defensive that the league went, we're going to have to make three points for a win from now on. Yeah, because yeah, it was
0: two points for a only win. Way we then, could yeah, do it right.
2: They were just so defensive under Fabio Capello. And then he turned up to the Champions League final, completely reversed his tactics, and they went out four nil winners. Slapped him. Oh no. <laughs> like
1: <laughs>
0: and you got to you think that this See, Milan side didn't have the likes of George Weyer. It didn't have the likes of zvani Boban as well. So I find it I find it baffling that future AC sides of the 90s didn't go on and win
1: more. Yeah, and they, well, they also didn't have Van Basten, who'd retired due to an injury, didn't he? Uh, about a season yeah. or so before. But it
2: wasn't uh, just Van Basten, really. it was it? You right had Laudrup in there, you, the there. you right had Maldini, like Desai, Papin, that
1: it was just absolutely littered with players. The squad was really the only thing that I would throw back at that, because I consider this team for my top five, would be the lack of games that was played in that tournament. Nah, so don't buy that. Nah. I would that would be the only pushback I'd have on that because Nah, uh, I
0: don't buy that because you, that you still be gotta go down and would what's in front it of have been
1: you. Easier. It was certainly easier to win than other other. No, 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 no. They
0: played that no because in ninety four there was four groups of four. There four groups of four, and and in ninety four because they beat Man United in one of those groups as well. Um, no, no, they didn't beat Man United. Barcelona beat Man United. Barcelona beat Man United. Romario bagged. No, no I'm not, not buying
2: it. that. No, brilliant. That's a, that's a side that is literally Champions League, league winners, cup winners, and change a point system in an entire league because of how good they were to try and give parity. It's got nothing yeah. to do with the fact that it was less games. That was who's, a property. There definitely it, less games there. It, who's, who's, less games. Not buying it. Who's number one? So uh, I, I've ranked my, uh, my Spurs roots here. And my number one was the two thousand six, two thousand seven Barcelona yeah. side. Who uh, I, it's like five oh six. I still, I still cry about this. Which they went and beat. Ah, oh, now what was it? Was it was it Arsenal? I think they went and beat. Which Do you know what right? even included
0: a I'm meant juke- to kick off about. This. <laughs> the thing is, I can't ever kick off because this is. I think this is edition eighteen or nineteen of um, of, of five midfield, and all we've done is hammer you. <laughs> In every single one that you've been yeah. involved in. So, you know what? I'll let you... I'll, I'll, I'll take the L. So, let's just, So, so I've actually
2: got a good story about that one. So, when Arsenal got to the final, obviously against this Barcelona side... And the Barcelona side, by the way, which, again, shipped hardly any goals. They were unbeaten mm. throughout the group stages, unbeaten all throughout the knockout stages. They took out the top teams across Europe... And mm-hmm. they did it with a rock solid defence with Charles Puy- uh, Charles Puyol in there that just ran the show. Or Rafa Marquez,
0: who's uh, absolutely I mean,
2: gone, absolutely. And you've still got the likes of you had Deco, you had uh, Samuel Etu. Was it Gouli that was in there as well? Along with Romelu no And more that is an absolute leader on a pitch when you mm. get him in charge. So they had some proper, proper, proper players. However, as a Spurs fan, obviously, when Arsenal got to the final. I bought a Barcelona shirt. <laughs> I have. I make no shame about that one. And I couldn't, couldn't be happier when Sol Campbell thought he'd scored. Well, he did score. I think, but then he lost. It.
0: Is the, it's, the, it's the only time that Sol Campbell's goals actually stood when all the others should have for Angleterre as well. Uh, it's yeah, the only time. It's,
2: it's, did, the o- but... it's the
0: only time when it actually stood. So I, I, my theory is, if that goal was disallowed, Arsenal would have won. Um, <laughs> How did you get to that? Because every that's what happens with England, isn't it? Every time he scores, oh, he's getting disallowed, didn't it? And then yeah, we, but then we like, end up losing.
2: Arsenal, no, mate, Arsenal wouldn't have gone on to win that one. And to be fair, Arsenal on the park with that team, that Arsenal side was a really good side. You know, you had Pires, Henri, Freddie Ljungberg. I rate Freddie Ljungberg; he's one of my favourite players that turned up for Arsenal. But. Mm. That Barcelona outfit was an absolute legend of a side.
0: Well, it was it was Pires who was uh, who was sacrificed for the red card, and I knew that he was, he was on his way out. Then Lundberg was on his way out. Was like we, Arsenal should have been more challenging for the Champions League, like between 2001 and 2004 five. I think it was just a year too late for those that crop of players. Personally, but mm. that's a, that's just a personal opinion. Right, Alex, who's your
1: number five? Right then, so as usual, it's left to me to do the proper list out of you boys. Um, Number five, right. AC Milan, 1989 1990. Yeah, solid. The reason I've gone with these is a couple of reasons. they were, prior to Real Madrid retaining the title or the Champions League uh, now, as it's called now, uh, acing Lamb were the last team to do it prior to the, that Real Madrid side doing it a couple of seasons ago, um, when this was actually still called the European Cup. And it was just a straight knockout format like the uh, UEFA Cup used to be uh, back in the day. It was at home and away legs. Uh, and that team pretty much was, <laughs> you look at some of the players that they've got, it was legendary. you got Beresi, Maldini in defence, had Willett, right. in midfield, and you had Van Basten and Marco Simeone up front. That spine, I dare you to try and get a better spine of players than that in any European side. It was incredible. You can have a look <laughs> at my IM's 95 team if you want. And Real Madrid, they beat both Real Madrid and Bayern Munich on the way to winning the title. Um, so they they level of competition they play because sometimes in cup competitions you can come up against an easier route, which is always hard to judge a team on it. But they definitely beat the best opposition in Europe that season, uh, AC number Milan. Four. So they're my number five team. So number four was the Real Madrid side of two th- of nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. Yeah, there's a reason why I, I sort of chose this team was because. They actually were the winners when it was the two-group stage, uh, if everyone can remember that uh, Champions League mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. format that you can remember. So they won it when it was the most games that have ever played in the Champions League. I think it was nearly, what, 15, probably 16 games, I think it was. Well, probably that, that,
0: that two-stage stage. Two one went over for a couple of years. Uh, it was about it, it, it three, four or five years. So I remember um, Liverpool and Chelsea just constantly played against each
1: other. got to a point where it got boring. Um, and that team, you look at some of the players that played for him again, you had Raul, you had Clarence Sadoff when, you know, he, he seems to win Champions League, whoever he went to play for. But he was there as a young lad. Obviously, you had Anelka playing for him, didn't quite have as much of an impact for him as he probably hoped to. But he was still obviously there as a, as a player that they'd signed Quite big money back in the day from Arsenal. I think it was that summer actually, uh, prior to that season, and uh, they had a young Samuel <laughs> also, I don't, don't really, didn't really play for them that much, but he was still under their squad. And obviously, you had Michel Sargado and uh, R- Robbie Carlos going up and down the wings as fullbacks. And yeah, uh, they also the other thing that I liked about them is that they beat the previous finalists of the Champions League in back-to-back rounds. So they beat. Man United and then Bayern Munich, uh, both who'd made the final previously. Uh, obviously, Man United's treble-winning season. So again, the level of competition that they had to beat to win the the title was there. Uh, and I think we can all remember that Matt Maniman go in the final when he did that sort of scissor kick volley yeah. into the bottom corner from the edge of the area. So, yeah, that Real Madrid side definitely, uh, I, I think, deserves a lot of credit credit and praise. Yeah,
0: lovely. Um, who's number three?
1: Number three, uh, Barcelona, 2010 to 2011. I mean, looking at that line up there, near near enough perfect. They only lost one game the whole competition, but it was just the way that they played their football. It was probably peak, peak Guardiola. You want to yeah. call it attack of football. Uh, they were, I mean, they were pretty much unbeatable. I know, uh, they did lose the game. Funnily enough, they lost to Arsenal earlier in the in the in the knockout stages. But you know, they, they were comfortable winners in the second leg at home against us. They beat Real Madrid on the way uh, on the way to the final. They also beat Man United, obviously in the final. Um, you had P. S. In Xavi, Xavi, Iniesta Busquets P. K. Mascherano, It was uh, David Villa Pedro. Yeah, that was. That final at, Wem- at Wembley, they were they were clearly superior to Man United in pretty much every every way. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, they were. They were.
0: Um, who's your number two? Number two,
1: Real Madrid, 2016-2017. The first team to retain the Champions League, as it's called, the Champions League, and not when it was the European Cup. Again, they only lost one game the whole campaign. Ronaldo was bagging for fun. You had Sergio Ramos Marshall in the back. You had that dominant midfield of Tony Cruz and Luka Modric in it, sort of just keeping things ticked over, backed up by Casemiro as one of the uh, a really underrated defensive midfielder, as far as I'm concerned. And yeah, that was sort of the, I think, the peak of their four out of their five titles that they won, uh, Real Madrid, um, or three out of four, I believe it was. Sorry, Rav. Yeah, sure. um, but um, yeah. It, 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 I don't think uh, anybody could complain about Real Madrid that season. They were, even though they didn't win the league that year, they were the, clearly the uh, Champions League team of the season, without doubt.
0: Yeah. And um, that leaves number one.
1: Number one. Uh, I'm surprised this hasn't come up, but uh, it's the Bayern Munich 2012 2013 team managed by. I always get his name wrong. Hynex? Yep. Henkes. Yep, yep, Henkes. That's it. Thank you very much, Gav. Appreciate right. that. But <laughs> that team was dominant. That team was dominant in every way. I mean, they beat Arsenal on the way to it. They, I mean, it was highlighted by the 7-0 thumping of that Barcelona team. Okay, they were probably coming on the way down.
2: That, Pep- Oriola, that.
1: Barcelona team, they thumped them 7-0 in the semi-finals. Um, and they scored 31 goals in the whole campaign. They won the treble. They only lost one game in the Bundesliga all season. They won the Pokal as well, and they obviously they topped it up with the All German final against Dortmund at Wembley again. Um, <laughs> and they were just uh, again. You go through the sides. You had Tony Cruz. You had Schweinsteiger, Boeteng, Philip Lahm. Uh, I, I think Neuer had moved to them. At this Neuer,
0: Neuer was in six. Yeah. I mean, the only, the only weak, weak link weak. is Manzukic.
1: Yeah. yeah, their striker. They yeah. didn't really... Did, I mean, they had a... Mav- it was Mario Gomez or Manzukich, But, again, they were doing a job for them. And it was just... Yeah. Uh, uh, as far as a single season in the Champions League, for me, they were the most dominant of that season.
2: The other yeah. player on yeah. this side like, that I don't... And I've never really rated or got... got. It's Boateng. It's Boateng. Not that if, I, it, if you look at all the other centre halves across the Champions League, or even all the other players that have come into that side, Boateng for me is the is the weaker of the players. No, I think that he stepped up, really. man.
0: I think yeah, he stepped I, up. As soon as he went to he Germany, he, up was, up. he went. It was another level yeah, above. He yeah, just he, didn't cut it at City for me.
1: Yeah, that's
2: oh, it. I not cut it at a City.
1: Young player, City as well the new foreign language, country, didn't quite fit. But yeah, as Gav said, he went to Bayern, he stepped up. And obviously that Bayern side, they, they'd lost the previous final of the year before in their home ground. So they were doubly determined to come back and put amends to that, didn't they? So yeah, um, yeah for me, I, I think they were quite clear winners as and a important. single seed. Yeah, good stuff. Right. Well, that's
0: uh, that's it for from us today. That was our, our top five european cup slash champions league winning teams so if you've got any ideas of who what order you should have it as just let us know you know pop it in the comments love it on twitter um so who would be anywhere from second downwards because we all know that it's ajax 1995 at number one um so follow us on all social media platforms tour top football you see it going down the bottom and did you know if you put two up top into google our name comes up first hmm, interesting
1: Tchau. <laughs>